welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 71 for the 4th of April 2008. Hi James, how are you doing? I'm very well, thanks Ian, and yourself? I'm having a lovely day in sunny London. It's absolutely nice. beautiful today. Did you have any April Fool action? I know we're doing this on later in the month, but... Uh... I mean, uh, I didn't do much uh, April Fool stuff myself, but uh, there was so many, so much stuff on the on the net, April yeah. Fool-wise. I was kind of offline, so I missed a bit of that, but... Uh... It was uh, quite quite fun. And, I what mean, was your pick, this... of the, uh, pick of the time? Uh, I think my favourite one was the uh, the Google story where you could um, search the future. <laughs> that was pretty good. And uh, Google and Virgin had teamed up to uh, create Virgil and uh, have space tourist trips to Mars. Right. Which, uh, I was pretty keen on signing up for it until I realised that... Uh, the date. The date, <laughs> yes. And I realised you can't trust anything on, on the 1st of April. And uh, depending on... Because, of course, April 1 as a day kind of spans mm-hmm. quite a period of time, depending which time zone you're from. Right. So you kind of get to the afternoon and think it's all over, and then all the US April Fool King things King. kick in. Yeah. So. yeah. Yes. I didn't, I, I guess because I was kind of off uh, offline, I didn't really get to see much and didn't read any newspapers either, but I guess even mainstream newspapers aren't going to have much in there, are they, really? So. No, a few of them did, apparently, but... Uh, okay. Oh, good fun. Well, it doesn't really help us discuss what On The Couch is about, which is all about business, technology, content delivery, mobile gaming, and other stuff, does it, really? Um, Indeed. And uh, anything <laughs> to do with broadcast and entertainment technology. Indeedy. Uh, we try to cover each week and give an insight into what's happening and, and pretty much our opinion, really, about uh, pretty much yeah what we think it means. And we try and get on the couch occasionally, but right now, obviously, we're not on a couch. So No, we're, in fact, in separate places. Uh, so starting off with uh, business news, yeah. There's uh, a channel called Rapture TV. Uh, is this your favourite one? Is it? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever actually seen it. But uh, <laughs> well, the result of this story is that uh, they've lost an appeal that uh, mm-hmm. they had against Ofcom. Uh, originally, what happened is that uh, Rapture TV wanted to list in the B Sky B EPG, uh, and decided that the charges that uh, Sky was uh, requiring Charging. them to pay were just exorbitantly expensive, uh, so right. about uh, seventy-seven thousand pounds, I think. But that's the, they have a kind of a price book. This is what you pay to get on the listing. This is what you pay for you know, all sorts of things. So, mm. and it's very difficult when uh, the channel's overall turnover for a year, annual turnover for a year, was one hundred and fifty thousand pounds. So. Right. Spending half your turnover on uh, getting listed on the EPG is a bit. But bad. that's you know all up front should be the just the guy can't write a business plan. That seems to be the problem. <laughs> well, it seems to. I mean, uh, I tell you, just taking their point of view. I mean, from Sky's perspective, uh, you know, all they're doing is uh, popping up a bit more SI and uh, just pointing to it on. I mean, I don't think they wanted a particularly high channel number or anything, but. Uh, mm. But I mean, it's it's up front. You know what their charges are going to be, and and significant part of Sky's business is from business to business transactions where they are charging third parties for, to avail of their services because you know they've invested the billions of dollars in set top box provision and customer services and mm-hmm. you know, software development so yep so uh there sky argued to the tribunal uh, sorry to ofcom and said no nope, this is what it costs that's the way it works 
Uh, Ofcom said, yep, fair enough. And then Rapture had an appeal that uh, Ofcom didn't fully investigate the complaint. And uh, they've lost that appeal. So it looks like uh, Rapture TV is uh, no more. And uh, they uh, looks like they're going to go out of business now. Oh, well, there we go. I think that's one more, uh, I guess it's adult entertainment channel that bites the dust. <laughs> is that what it was? Okay. Oh, well, Rapture, it doesn't sound... Oh, no, it says it's... <laughs> Who it says knows? It, no, I think actually the concept, I'm being a little unfair there, I think it's actually extreme sports and entertainment. Right. There we go, back to extreme ironing. Have you seen that sport, extreme ironing? No. No, where people go to weird places with an iron and ironing board and get photos taken with them ironing. So they so go under, underwater, really? tops of mountains, all this kind of weird... And I'll bet there's websites about that too. I'm sure there are. <laughs> so if you know of any, do let us know. <laughs> Feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Fantastic. We'd be delighted to hear all about your uh, extreme ironing uh, fanzine sites. <laughs> and uh, just another one we have uh, on business news. Uh, just hot off the press, MySpace and three of the big four record companies are going to business to provide... Uh, subscription-based music content on MySpace, which is... Uh, For download, presumably. Yeah. There's already loads of music on there as well. Already, yeah, there, so. and, My- and MySpace is a very uh, uh, prolific uh, place for mm-hmm. artists, upcoming artists, people who want to promote music and so on. Uh, and I guess it's a, it's a natural place, more so than something like Facebook, which doesn't have any sort of music connections at all. And... Uh, they did say they were going to offer free songs, songs free of di- sorry, free songs free of digital rights management. Uh-huh. Um, but presumably they'll be using uh, some sort of watermarking technique to track what happens to the content. Um, mm. But uh, interesting. The, so this is MySpace's first real kind of step out of the uh, social networking and into content delivery, which is a different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. There hasn't been a lot of change recently in the, you know, the social networking stuff. I mean, the open social thing was the last change, wasn't it, where they, they opened up the APIs to allow um, exchange of information between yeah, the sites and, and, and common widgets and things. Yeah. It was pretty much Facebook and its API and open social, which is everybody else. But, uh, mm. yeah, so, I mean, the most recent news I heard in terms of social networking was uh, Bebo got picked up by someone for, I don't know. Bigger bucks. Yeah, I think we talked about that last last week. Maybe, maybe we did. <laughs> maybe so. Um, business, what about technology? What's happening there? You've got some news about Doxis three, which is um, yeah, this is exciting. I think this is the first. This is certainly the first in the US, but uh, I don't know if it's the first anywhere else in the world. Now, Doxis three is uh, the latest standard for basically getting data onto cable. Yeah, I think that's one of the good things about this is you've got more um, quality of service, and you you can kind of cascade individual sort of bandwidth channels together so you can right. add up different... Uh, Doxis 2 was kind of single channel and this allows you know, multiple channels so you can really start to build up the available bandwidth. I mean, quite what you need 50 megabits down to the home for, I guess. Hey, it's all good. But I mean, there's a cable modem for cable TV, but you're probably going to be delivering IPTV over the Doxis modem. So that's the yes. that's the, the feeling. Or your VOD mm. services. Well, I mean, it's theoretically uh, capable of up to 160 megabits per second. Which is, uh, I mean, and, and to be fair, cable needed to do something to compete with uh, like, SL, uh, I suppose. the fibre networks that are being rolled out now, which obviously mm. have extreme amounts of bandwidth. The old, the Fios networks, but it, I mean, it's available its last mile, I suppose, but then the bottleneck mood 
back deeper into the network, doesn't it? That's the yeah. But I mean, I guess you can do that a little more efficiently, but uh, very hard when you have to cover the whole of the US, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I mean, my understanding of the, the way cable companies in the US are, are constructed is there's lots of small franchises. So while it says Comcast, uh, I guess this launch for Comcast is in one particular area. Minneapolis, yeah. St. Paul, metropolitan area, including Hudson and Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So it's literally one area. I mean, yeah. as far as I'm aware, in the US still there's a lot of analog cable around. Yeah, which is why I'm uh, amazed that it's actually done in the US. I, I think um, the analog cable services in the US, I mean, every time I talk to a, mm-hmm. a cable operator in the US, they've still got a significant portion of their network running analog and no plans to change it. I guess the, the cost of doing so, given that mm. you know, cable has uh, like a 90% penetration rate in the US, is so high that uh, there's no motivation for really doing that. Well, uh, I think a lot of that comes down to the fact that people don't actually have a choice of provider. I mean, if you want, if you want cable or multi-channel TV, you have to get it from cable. I mean, you can yes. go to satellite if you're allowed to put a dish up, although I did hear the other day there are some laws in various states which allow you to put a dish up on the roof of a shared apartment block. Right. Um, but I guess you have to pay rent for it. And it's probably more hassle than it's worth. So you know, essentially, if you live somewhere and you get cable, you don't get a choice of cable. So the cable company, they want more ARPU, they just ask you to pay more. Mm. <laughs> and where do you go? Oh, you don't have a choice. Um, it's funny because there's, uh, there's, uh, I mean, there's a fair amount of uh, angst, user angst, I guess, uh, with uh, cable companies in the US. Well, I mean, unfortunately, that's a you know, part of the business where if you, if you don't have competition, mm. um, you don't have to have good customer service. So mm. people tend not to like it. It's kind of, they, they begrudge giving away their 50, 60 bucks. Um, but I mean, having said that, I, I heard people are very happy with um, the broadband services because you get, you get, so we talked about the unlimited service packages that Comcast mm. and others have. So, I mean, that's good. But I guess we're seeing people just sort of dropping cable and they can watch everything over EVDO. Over wireless. Yeah, so certainly those technologies coming up. Yeah, which kind of links us into the next story in a way, doesn't it? <laughs> Indeed. So Sprint has been one of the biggest or most highest profile companies that are looking to roll out WiMAX. And this is essentially to give them, again, the opportunity to broaden the broadband delivery via wireless because the EVDO services today, I think, are offering sort of seven megabits per cell site. And this will enable them to go up to 70, 80 megabits. Mm. But uh, and have less less cell sites. That's the idea. But I guess it's taking a little longer. And their service is called Xome or Zome. I, I think yeah, I don't quite know how you pronounce that. But uh, I think it's interesting. After uh, talking last week about uh, WiMAX issues in the first generation in Australia, yeah, uh, it looks like they're having a few uh, few issues doing the rollout as well. I don't quite know. Well, there's this technology like. race as well. This you know the what they call long term evolution or LTE which is mm-hmm. 4G, and then people are saying, you know, yeah, WiMAX, um, yeah, I guess it's like WiMAX is to Wi-Fi as mm. um, LTE is to GPRS. Yes. It's a similar kind of thing. I mean, we, I guess we're not making phone calls over GPRS, but you can't make phone calls over GPRS, can you? Because the GPRS is, uh, you can't make calls when the GPRS is active. I think. Mm. Or, is that, or is that Edge? I'm not sure. One of the two is. All right. Uh, hmm, interesting. So they've delayed it, and they're saying it's not for technology reasons. Um, I guess it comes down to the business model, I suppose. Right. So maybe they're. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't quite know how it doesn't come down to te- the technology, but. Uh, well, I mean, the, the story we talked about last week was some. Was it one of your uh, brethren saying that it didn't really work? Mm. Uh, the trials they did in Australia, and, and your what you were talking about said that in your experience it wasn't so good either. I mean, it, 
Um, lots of connectivity, but not much bandwidth. Yep. So uh, interesting. So now the next thing is about LTE, long-term mm-hmm. evolution. We must try and remember that new algorithm. A little acronym. A little. I have to unwind my tongue. <laughs> uh, so this is Vodafone. They're they're trying to say, yeah, let's all go for LTE. It's the high-speed standard of the future. Yes, that's interesting. Just the guy, that's... the CEO called Sarin, was the chief executive. Yeah, Sarin's like, isn't that some nerve gas? <laughs> I thought was the, the, the guys that those um, those kooks released on the train in uh, in Tokyo. Wasn't yeah, it? that's right. Yeah, but I'm sure his comments aren't quite so poisonous. Oh. Uh, um, so he says, you know, he, he they're promoting it, um, and that's basically the WiMAX versus LTE. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure there are other alternatives for. LTE as well. WiMAX isn't. Um, WiMAX isn't, isn't the it? only one, is it? No, I'm sure there's another. There's LTE. I'm sure that's uh, Qualcomm's got something in there which is different. Um, CD, like I said, we have CDMA one. Yeah, although I haven't heard so much about Qualcomm's technology. I don't know which one it is, but. Uh, well, the EVDO, I think, is the. the that that's is, the Qualcomm one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and that's the one that's very successful for Sprint. Mm. But I mean, that, I think one of the reasons behind Sprint being keen on using WiMAX is because the intellectual property behind it is a little more sort of uh, less expensive, let's say, than EVDO. Right. Uh, which is all, I think, primarily uh, Qualcomm's got a, a major interest in that. So, I mean, it comes mm-hmm. down to, you know, as as we know uh, in our business, that you know, hardware ceases to become, you know, it's kind of a commodity. Mm. It's the software that's important. And I guess then it's the intellectual property behind the software that you're paying for. Yes. Um, so if someone owns the IPR, then your, your handset today, I guess a significant cost is the, uh, is the royalties, not the actual uh, hardware mm, or indeed the, soft of main, the cost of maintaining the software. So and, that, and I mean, I mean that's what I'd kind of heard. But. No, absolutely, and we're seeing more, more so than ever that uh, the software is becoming a significant cost in terms of any, uh, not just uh, mobile handsets, but set-top boxes and... Uh, yeah. Uh, presumably portable media players and so on as well because everything from uh, being able to play MPEG files and, and uh, associated licenses there all the way through to wanting to play Flash and you know, read mm-hmm. PDF files and, and all this sort of stuff once you start bundling it up together. There's a significant amount of software and software cost in terms of these devices now. So yeah, I think you're right. Mm. Certainly an influencing factor um, and as it's not the technology, it must be, must be the pricing then, I would imagine. Would be happening. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, content delivery. Now, uh, I'm. I guess I'm adding up to this, fueling this one. But um, Apple has now passed Walmart as number one music retailer in the US. I think they must be pretty. Uh, we, we were talking the other day about how Amazon's coming up pretty close behind them now in the US. Mm. Um, now, this uh, to be fair, this is actually for January, right? Um, so. You have to keep in mind that uh, everyone got iPods for Christmas, and then they mm, finally got gift around cards to and all this kind of stuff. iTunes gift cards, and uh, mm-hmm. so that would definitely help the uh, help the numbers. But still, was last it a close race? This, uh, Apple was number four, mm-hmm. and uh, now it's uh, at least for January number one. Four so percent, yeah, yeah, four percent behind. Amazon is a distant fourth at six percent. Excuse me, six percent. Wow. So, where, does, where does this data come from? NPD group. Uh, presumably they track things. So yeah, they NPD Music Watch Survey. There we go. Um, I've actually I bought a gift card for uh, iTunes the other day. 
there was some amazing discount you get 20% off so I thought that was worthwhile bargain so I've, so I've uh, it almost makes the prices vaguely reasonable <laughs> Interestingly, according to NPD's research, 48% of US teens didn't buy a CD single in 2007, compared to 38% in 2006. So, But I mean, the CD single or physical media must be pretty much dead compared to just so. downloading individual tracks. I mean, what's the... Yeah, why, why would you go and buy a, a disc just so you can get one track? Yeah. You can I mean, I, I guess I used to buy vinyl singles when I was a teen, mm-hmm. but that was then. That's right. <laughs> and now? <laughs> now, it'd be like, what do you want about that? Unless you want to lug your collection around or something. Uh, but then... I mean, in terms, of, in terms of ease of use, for 99 cents, at least in the US, or I think it's 89p mm. here, uh, you know, with, with a couple of clicks, you can... As long as you uh, either have a gift card or you've actually got a credit card. A couple card. of touches on your phone, that's all it takes to download a song. Really? Fantastic. You can't download movies on your song or on your, your phone, I guess, because right. the files are just, you know, too big. Too big, yeah. Uh, you'd, you'd train the battery downloading them, let alone watching them. So, so that's very interesting. It puts Apple in a very powerful position in terms of negotiating with the mm. studios as well because uh, uh, more people buy music from Apple than anywhere else. Mm. Interesting. Indeed, and I guess the video bit's just kind of coming, but you need the right kind of device, and I don't think the, the sweet spot for devices is there yet. We've got no. the obviously the media adapters. I mean, Apple TV is construed. It's like, is it a? It's an iPod stroke media adapter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure the right. You need a connected TV, I think, really to that comes with it out of the box. So I guess. Right. But, but whether you know an Apple TV could be a TV as well. I guess it's like buying a big iMac or something. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with a TV tuner, um, I think Apple in the past have done TV tuners, but uh, right. So, they have tried yeah. and not done so well at a surprising number of things, but uh, mm. interestingly, I think you know in, in a couple of years' time, you can see a couple of years' time, I can see how all these technologies will combine together. So you'll have uh, LTE or WiMAX, so high-speed wireless connections to portable devices right. that'll be running faster and using less power, mm. and you, you will be able to download movies and uh, books. You'll and, probably watch them streaming, I guess. Well, even then, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Although, you know, if the the UK is anything to go by, um, you know, you can't stream for very long before your network coverage drops out if you're doing any sort of travel. Yeah, if so. you're moving, yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you so, had much luck with your phone recently, watching your, your postage stamp media? Oh, it's fantastic, postage stamp media. I mean, if you like <laughs> big coloured pixels, it's great. But uh, <laughs> I think the novelty factor uh, wore off pretty quickly, to be honest. <laughs> you haven't been doing much uh, top-up recently. No, so I mean, I I paid my th- two pounds, and uh, I think I watched two or three five-minute segments. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But again, I think uh, I mean it's like we keep saying that the content has to be appropriate for the medium, and uh, having streaming TV channels is is whilst the, you know they want to be able to say this is the three network in the UK, while they want, while they want to be able to say that they've got actual streaming you know television on their mobile phones. Yeah, well, I guess uh, there's market perception. If I'm buying it, I'd think, oh, yeah, I'd like to watch. Until you actually try and watch TV on a phone, you're not going to know that it's probably not the best experience. And if you said, we have special content just for you on your phone, you'd think, mm, what's that? I want TV. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. think that, you know, the performance of the actual video is, you know, it's not too bad. Some of the channels are better than others. But uh-huh. I think the problem mostly is the fact that, you know, I, I want kind of almost more like YouTube content 
to watch rather than you know BBC One. They not do that. They don't. I guess they don't have to have a commercial deal with with Google to get YouTube or the best of YouTube up there. No, they've just got a bunch of channels. I mean, it's, it's effectively a pay TV network, really, a very cheap pay TV network. Mm. Two dollars, two pounds a month. But uh, I heard there were some magazine formats that were looking to put themselves out on in a, in a mobile TV style. In the same way, you've got a lot of websites today doing sort of daily. Um, video news. Uh, they're looking, magazines so are looking cool. to do them. So, um, classics such as Nuts in the UK, I think. Or, uh, okay. <laughs> so, I mean, what would quite be nice is if, uh, if my 3G mobile pulled down a video of, say, you know, five minutes of the news in the morning and then I could watch it on the way to work. That would but be Does cool. it do stuff in the background? It needs to get pushed content, right? I guess that's the other thing. And if background downloading has the potential to... Um, work well if the mm. infrastructure can actually support it. Yeah, I mean the, the, the actual Skype phone that I've got that works on 3 here is, is really nice like that, like it runs multiple applications at the same time, you can switch uh-huh. between them, it's, you know, it's a very nice little system and, and quite it could quite effectively do downloading in the background but uh, it's uh, just not up for it, I don't think <laughs> it's got a down- Have you got, have you got um, on your little phone, can you is there an external memory card? Yeah, so you can plug in a Micro SD card. Okay. So I guess I could, you know, download it on something, copy it onto the card. But that's just a pain, isn't it? I mean, it is. It's just too hard. Yeah. I mean, that's that's where mm. iTunes has done so well because you you dock your iPod, you download the song, you click sync, and you walk away, and that's it's you know, easy. It's easy. easy. I mean, we just kind of touched on it there, but you found a story about that nobody kind of knows what mobile TV is. Forty-seven percent mm. um, of consumers don't know whether or not they're mobile carrier offers TV. And I actually had a thought to think about this and, and I'm thinking about, I mean, I'm on Vodafone. Uh-huh. Does Vodafone have TV channels? I don't even I know don't if it know. has 3G. I don't know, yeah. I mean, it does um, actually have 3G, but I, I wouldn't even know the answer to that question if I hadn't actually been in a Vodafone store yesterday. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they all offer... Th- well, do they offer 3G? Because it's the 3 network here that owns the network, right? So I, just, I don't know if there are VNOs been set up, the virtual network operators set yeah, up. I don't know running on top of the service. No, but I did, there was some news that um, 3 had become sort of profitable in the UK. Wow. Finally, or operating profit, I think, rather than Took them a while, didn't it? <laughs> indeedy, indeedy. Uh, I mean, it was all, always a bit of a novelty when it first came out and doing video calls and stuff that no one's ever actually used. But uh, <laughs> I think it'd be cool if you could do PC to phone. That might work. Um, in the same mm. way you can do with voice. Um, mm. But invariably, it doesn't. You know, I guess they have their own special network. They have to run their own private network rather than on mm. top of an existing network. So. I mean, we were talking uh, a week or two ago about uh, the internet access I have on my three phone and uh, yeah. seeing if I could absolutely max it out. And I uh, set up a download the other day, and the the the, the actual broadband rate's about two hundred fifty six kilobits, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, about enough to. Anything that's significant is just going to take a while, and I just got bored and switched it off. So I still don't know the answer to that. But do you found a way of sort of working a workaround where you were actually downloading content via your PC using Bluetooth or something, infrared or Bluetooth, was it? Yeah, just on USB, you just plug it in. You weren't being charged for the data? No, you're on a flat rate, so at least as far (laughs) as it's as pay as you go. So what's the worst they can do? Switch me off. Hmm. Uh, I was actually in the uh, Vodafone store yesterday looking for a new mobile, and they had uh, a new Samsung that's just come out. That's uh, the model number escapes me. And a touch screen with the uh, yeah, I've seen seen some pictures. It's actually yeah, it's it's like an iPod, but uh, it has uh, feedback when you press buttons. 
Oh, you can feel it or? Yeah, so you press it and, uh, you know, the whole thing vibrates. But it okay. actually does it in a way where when you press on the actual buttons on the screen, it yeah. feels like you, it doesn't feel like you're pressing on a button, but it almost feels like you're pressing on a button. So yeah. it's, it kind of has that I feedback. did that on my iPhone. Someone had done that where you just, when you, when you actually, it's like key up and key down, different feelings of key up right. and key down. How does that work? On, does that work okay on the iPhone? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a demo app a university had put mm. it together about, you know, user inter- interaction and tactile feedback in mm. a virtual touchscreen environment, which is, I guess, a problem. Yeah. Um, whether Samsung's got the patent on it or not, I don't know, but uh, I have to see. But yeah, um, you're not tempted by an iPhone then? Uh, well, I did have a look at the iPhones, but I think it's just yeah. too big. Well, the rumor is they're coming out with a 3G one, of course. So. Yeah, and then as soon as I heard, I mean, when you think about it, it has to come out this year. And I thought, mm. well, you know, I'll wait till the 3G one comes out. Yeah. For the, well, for the Asian market principally. I mean, it might have a GPS in it. And all this kind of stuff. Yeah, if it has a GPS, that would be the clincher for me, I think. Yeah. But still, they're still pretty big when you try, you know, compare them to a nice little phone. But uh, still. But you can do so much more. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> um, gaming news. Any, what's been going on in the game space for you? Have you been? Well, I think the, the only thing I've been reading lately is that uh, some of the. Uh, gaming companies are stopping producing games for PCs. Oh, because it's too difficult? Um, well, I mean, it is the most difficult platform. I and mean, when you think, uh, once you write it for the Xbox 360, you've, you've yeah. got a great game, you write it for the Xbox 360, every Xbox 360 in the world is going to play it just fine. Mm. Whereas to actually test a game and get it running on you know, the thousands of different varieties of PCs and you know, video cards and operating systems and memory configurations and yeah. You know, it's hard work. So I can understand that um, uh, whilst people obviously do still do a lot of, do buy games for their PCs. Yeah, I didn't hear that that was going to be a bit of, a, bit of an issue. Um, so that's, uh, I, I can't remember where I got it from. But, uh, mm. And also, um, what's the other news about the, um, the Force? Is it the Force Unleashed? We're still waiting for that to come out. Um, well, let me know when you got it because I uh, <laughs> might have to have some... We lightsaber action. That'd be cool. <laughs> I think that's the way to do it. And uh, have you had to go on the uh, rock band yet? Have you know anyone who's got rock band? You're a musical chap, so what's yes, but I haven't um, haven't seen anyone actually get it yet. It's actually quite expensive in the UK. Yeah, I heard that uh, the South by Southwest big sort of indie music sort of geek festival, and everyone mm. was just doing rock band everywhere. So. <laughs> um, Which I think is hilarious that uh, South by Southwest is very well known for. Uh, well, it's a combination of festivals, really, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. the music festival is very famous. So, you know, real bands are playing real instruments. But uh, I guess why not if you can get away with playing a rock band instead? <laughs> Fantastic. Well, you don't, I guess you don't embarrass yourself, do you? True. Coloured buttons are your friend. Yeah. I mean, I got a, an upgrade for my, my uh, PS3 news firmware came out, but it didn't seem to have anything particularly momentous in it. Um, mm, very exciting, so, uh, and still doesn't work on HDMI for me. So. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's very yes. Um, okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps us up for this yes, week. Indeed. Hopefully, uh, my recording quality will be up for it. My new garage band styling. We'll see. Oh, so you're recording this on your MacBook Pro, aren't you? Yeah, new MacBook Pro. Nice and shiny. Nice work. All right, well, have a good feedback. week, everyone. If you want to send us any feedback, we'd love to hear from you. It's yeah. feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. Great, and that's goodbye from me, James. Goodbye from me, Ian. Cheers. Bye. Bye.